Hello again, everyone. Welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the first day of September 2023. Happy September 1st. Happy Friday to you. Hope you're ready for the long weekend. I hope you got something awesome planned for the weekend. I personally am rocking a bit of a sore throat right now, so I got that going for me. And at a party, there's there's COVID in the neighborhood. I've been exposed. We'll see. We'll see. Could just be that I have a dry throat, but uh, I don't know. Anyway, welcome to the program. Happy Friday. Glorious, glorious, long overdue. Fr- it seems like it's been like seven days since it was here. Uh, awesome show for you today. Great show planned for the weekend. The Weekend Evan Review, patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or derekhunter.locals.com. Check it out, if you please, s'il vous plaît. Only $5 a month, a whole month for 5 bucks you can't beat that deal all the other places charge you an arm and a leg they'll charge you your firstborn i don't want your firstborn unless you're rich and the kid's going to inherit everything then we could talk about that but otherwise not interested you keep your kids you keep your family intact i just ask for five bucks a month to help support the program all right that's where you enter to win the contest as well with uh senator mike lee versus gene hackman multiple you know what this is driving me nuts i'm gonna have to actually look up gene hackman's uh, oscar wins because i've been saying that he's won two oscars i know he won two oscars but what did he win the oscars for so let's look it up together okay all right i was right it was for the french connection and for uh unforgiven God, he was good in all. He's really just good. He's good in all this stuff. Anyway, his autograph in a book uh, that he wrote or Mike Lee's autograph in a book he wrote. It's just that easy. All you got to do is comment with the book you want to win. Should your name be lucky enough to be drawn, the winner shall be announced next week. And uh, that's the way it goes. All right. Let us get started because (laughs) there's just some stuff I just... Everything is about Joe Biden. Democrats don't want to come out out and say that, look, dude, it's over. There's a lot of press being paid, and it's weird that Mitch McConnell audio doesn't really translate all that well to to audio, the video of it. He's just frozen there, kind of looking. It looks like he's crying for help out of the corner of his eye when he he froze. It's some kind of mini-seizure or whatever it is. I don't know. It it could be that he's... um, they say that he felt lightheaded and maybe he was just focusing. I suppose that's possible. Uh, it's Look, aging is awful. Aging is awful. Nobody ever tells... My dad used to say that. Like Nobody ever tells you how awful it is. It is awful. And so you, you've got to sort of try to be in the best shape you possibly can because it's even for the people in really good shape, it's not a lot of fun. It's aches, pains, it's it's wobbles, it's falls, it's spill, it's it's everything, and it's horrible. It's just horrible from what I hear. And hell, I'm not that old, but it's already been kind of rough. So, yeah, you know, imagine it won't. It's not going to course correct from here on out. 
So you you watch all this stuff, and you see Diane Feinstein being pushed around in a wheelchair, and you see that she's you know not necessarily aware all the time. You see Joe Biden sort of puttering around the White House and puttering through his day job, and you realize that it's not uh, not a good time to be him either. And then you see Mitch McConnell now twice inside of what a month and a half, six six seven weeks having some sort of, it, it just looks like a seizure to me. I don't know what it is. Hopefully it's nothing serious, but, you know, the man's like 88 years old. It's Nothing's not serious. So the calls have been coming fast and furious for Mitch McConnell to resign, for Mitch McConnell to step down. I don't know that Mitch, look... These people, this is what they live for in a lot of ways. Feinstein, a normal person would have retired. Look, Diane Feinstein is filthy rich. Mitch McConnell is filthy rich. A no- Joe Biden is filthy rich. A normal person wouldn't want the hassle at that age. At the ages that they are, they'd go, you know what? Long before, hell, you give me $20 million, you give me $10 million after taxes, and I will never work again. I'll live a good life. I will travel. I will pay off my house, I would take care of my kids, I'd take care of my siblings the best I could, and I would spend my time, you really want to shut me up, forget five bucks a month, give me $10 million, and I'll be gone. Like, well, wouldn't you get bored or anything? I don't think so, but I'd risk it. I'd be willing to risk it. But these people have tens of millions of dollars. These people haven't really had to work for decades, and they aren't. They aren't. So you go, why is that? Well, they're doing it because they got nothing better to do. It's really that simple. Everybody knows somebody who's like, hey, you know, he worked, he worked, he worked. Boy, little Earl. I always pick on Earl. Boy, uh, Tony. Tony loved to work. Worked up until the day he died. He was 87 years old. They had to take him off the line. And you go, that's that's terrible. Why didn't he do that? Well, some people just love working that much, and they, they stick around because they have that sort of weird purpose. You see so many, you know, granted, they wait an exceedingly long time, so if you're retiring when you're like 94 years old, you're probably not going to enjoy a super long suckle on that ten- pension teat. But everybody knows it. Like they worked really long, and then they died. Well, there's the belief that they they kept living because they, uh, or they stayed and kept living. They stayed alive because they had a purpose. And once they retired, they didn't have a purpose anymore. Well, if that were the case, then there are a lot of people who won the lottery who didn't, you know, who needed a purpose. And then they's like, well, I don't have to work anymore. And they lost their purpose. They didn't drop dead. It has, not, it has to do with age. It has to do with how old you are. There might, I believe that there is something to, you know, you keep on trucking. It forces you to focus in a way that you otherwise wouldn't focus, that otherwise you, you probably couldn't focus. Once you let that focus, the focus is slipping away from you. Fingers are losing their grip. One finger, two finger, one whole hand. And uh, when you stop doing something that forces you to hold on for sort of dear life with the rest of what you've got gripped there, 
you can lose grip faster. I, I'd say people deteriorate. I, I think there's some truth to that. But these people could have retired ages ago, decades ago. I don't, I'll never understand that except for they really don't want to be around their families or they really honestly, truly believe that they are just so damned important as individuals that they have to be there. Diane Feinstein, for example, has children and grandchildren, probably great-grandchildren at this point, and you would think that, you know, she'd want to, I don't know, spend time with them, family, friends, whatever. You work until you're 75, and then you go, all right, you know what? I got, I got whatever time I got left, I'm going to enjoy as best I can with family and friends. They would have given her 15 years to spend the tens of millions of dollars she and her husband amassed during her lifetime and enjoy it. But she hasn't, and she's still up there, and whatever. You know, look, it, 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 helps, Dem it helps Republicans. She's not there an awful lot. It makes it tougher for Democrats to force their will on the American people through the Senate. I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely fine with that. Mitch McConnell, again, it's his call. That's the thing. There is no forced age of retirement. There is no max out. Maybe there should be, but it would require a constitutional amendment. If Mitch McConnell, Kentucky, uh, each state is different. Depending on your state, how a, see, he Mitch McConnell doesn't even have to uh, resign from the Senate. He could just resign as minority leader, right? He could just step down as minority leader. That would be pretty easy to do. Right now, the Democrat, the governor of Kentucky is a Democrat. I believe the laws in Kentucky are the same roughly as they are here in Maryland, as they are in a lot of places, that you can't have a, a not every state though, where you can't have a Democrat sort of die in office and then the Republican governor says, it's our seat now. That doesn't really work that way. You have to, under Kentucky law and probably your state law or some semblance of it, the Republican Party, whose member held the seat, recommends, I think, three people to fill the seat to the governor who then appoints the replacement from those recommendations, that sort of thing. That makes sense. Uh, it, it, I would love to have, you know, a Democrat, Dianne Feinstein, but the governor of California is a, a left winger. But I would love to be able to replace a, a Democrat with a Republican. But then you take with that the ability of a Democrat being able to replace a Republican. So uh, I'd prefer to just keep it kind of the way it is. But again, Mitch McConnell doesn't have to retire from the United States Senate, as Dianne Feinstein has shown. And Mitch is, when he's there, he's there. He's able to walk around. Whether or not he should be walking around is another story. But as majority or minority leader, therein lies the rub. Now, I talked to a friend of mine who is uh, very well connected in the United States Senate with uh, a lot of members. He's uh, high. He was a high-ranking official, and I asked, you know, who's up there? Who's going to do this? And he gave me a name, and I asked, what about this guy? And no, they don't want that. This is really just a thankless job. It's fundraising. It's herding cats. It's trying to. There isn't 
the the same thing in the House as there is in the Senate. In, this, in the House, it's easier. The leadership there raises a lot of money, spreads the money around. Same thing happens in the Senate, but it's much more important in the House because it's cheaper to run for the House. It ain't cheap, but it's cheaper. And you can they buy loyalty that way. You buy earmarks, a lot of the ways that members of the House and both parties sort of ingrain themselves in the position, keep themselves in there, is through earmarks and bringing home the bacon and all of that. That is um, more in the House. It's easier to do in the House. It's easier to, to buy loyalty in the House, to fundraise. The Speaker raises a ton of money because they have so much power, and then they dole it out to the other people. Not that they're not true believers or anything, but honestly, if you really think about everything that the Congress does, there's just no way in God's green earth anybody has opinions on all of it or really feels passionately about all of it. It's impossible. It's part of the problem with having a government that does so much is that so much of what government does is sort of a snooze fest, a yawn, a who gives a damn kind of thing. And so people just horse trade their votes, and we all end up getting screwed over it. But that being said, who would be the Republican leader in the Senate? Especially a minority leader. There's a prospect of taking back the Senate next year, but it really depends on how the rest of the race goes up and down the ticket. If you are majority leader in the Senate, it's a pretty decent life. If you're minority leader in the Senate, it's an absolutely necessary job. <laughs> Spot the difference? So it'll be interesting to see what happens with these people and whether or not a Dianne Feinstein resigns or whether or not a Mitch McConnell resigns. But meanwhile, Democrats are scared to death that people will start looking... As Mitch McConnell's age becomes an issue, they go, well, wait a second. Not that big of an age gap between Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden, right? Just not really all that much of an age gap. Joe Biden is 80 and Mitch McConnell is 81. And then you start seeing clips of Joe Biden just walking and you go, eh, it doesn't really look that. But once you get that idea in your head, it is very difficult to get rid of that idea, to get that idea out of people's heads. So Democrats are starting to get worried. I already showed you the polling data that showed that the first things people think about when they hear Joe Biden is old, decrepit, senile, whatever. So now the pseudo left, and this is where this stuff always, always starts off at the fringe of one of the parties, these weird ideas. This one comes from The Bulwark, which is Bill Kristol's latest uh, internet abortion funded by leftists. It started off as, I principally oppose Donald Trump to now being, I oppose all Republicans everywhere. A.B. Stoddard, who used to be somebody who's now you know, reduced to being a blogger at The Bulwark, she has a piece, to beat Trump, Democrats need a Whitmer-Warnock ticket. <laughs> the subheadline, despite Biden's accomplishments, voters find his age disqualifying. His party must unleash its younger talents in 2024. Now, Raphael Warnock cheated the system 
in order to get around requirements for uh, having an outside job as a United States senator and having outside income so that he could milk his church, which is Martin Luther King's church, so he could milk his church for like $150,000 a year. I mean, you want to talk about a genuine scumbag. Right there is everything you need to know about Raphael Warnock. But he's black, so that's good enough. Far as Gretchen Whitmer goes, she's the one who banned seed purchase. She's the one who banned child seed purchases. She had entire sections of Myers, Thrifty Acres, and Walmarts and Targets roped off because if she didn't deem something to be necessary, you weren't allowed to purchase it during COVID. And this little fascistic little, just, I can't really say it. Uh, she was perfectly fine with that. She's tried to justify it. Meanwhile, her husband, uh, you can't go to your up north home. You can't go out of your vacation. You can't do anything. Can't leave your house. Can't do this. Can't do that. Can't do the other thing. Her husband did it. Her husband tried to launch a boat. Her husband was at the vacation home. Oh, he's just mowing lawn. He's up there for a couple of days to mow lawn. Just, oh, really? What if I wanted to go mow the lawn? Well, that's different. Are you banging the governor? I don't know. Is, is Mr. Whitmer banging the governor? Because she... She walks around like she hadn't had any in a while. So it has been less than six months since President Joe Biden announced he will be running for re-election next year. His pitch to voters that he can serve as leader of the free world until January of 2029, when he will be 86, was risky in April. Now, more than 14 months before Election Day, it's alarming. A new associate, they go through the polls. Why Whitmer? Why Warnock. Think about this. Raphael Warnock has been in the United States Senate for two years. Not really any accomplishments at all to him. Think of one. Democrats have been in control in that time. What has Raphael Warnock done? He has done nothing. But it doesn't matter. He's black. That's the way Democrats work. Democrats have a deeper bench than many people appreciate. In particular, especially if you're a left-wing media person and you really just love to shove your nose into people's cracks and kiss their butts. There are two leaders from swing states who can provide generational change, a fresh start, a far more serious threat to Trump than Biden can. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer and Georgia Senator Raphael Warnock Whitmer is 52, one of the most experienced, exciting, and winning Democrats in the country. She is as tough a candidate and leader as the Democrats can find. This is... She ran against somebody who the Democrats wanted. The Democrats picked Tudor Dixon in 2022. They did. They did so by getting the former police chief of the city of Detroit, a black man and a conservative, kicked off the ballot, disqualified because by challenging signatures, you know, this is the party of this is what democracy looks like. They DQ'd him and other candidates that they were afraid of. Why? Because they can. They've got liberal judges. They've got liberals. This is what the left does. And so they ended up with Tudor Dixon. You pick your opponent, you'll probably win. The, the uh, Harlem Globetrotters don't take on the Golden State Warriors very often, right? They take on the Washington Generals or whatever the hell they are. Right? They pick their opponent, and their record is you know astronomical because that's how they roll. Gretchen Whitmer beat Tudor Dixon. 
There's no question about that. There's no dispute about that. Tudor Dixon was not a, uh, a politician. She had no political experience. So when you look at this crap, this garbage, this idea that Gretchen Whitmer is somehow a wonderful person, my goodness, she could be a rising star in the Democratic Party, I say yes, please. Yes, please, please do this. But never forget, for all the times you saw Tudor Dixon on television, and boy, howdy, was she on Fox News a lot. I even started to believe the hype that, oh, man, she's going to win or she stands a chance to win. She got her ass kicked. She did. I understand that, you know, like it's probably not popular to say, but Gretchen Whitmer got 2.4 million votes and Tudor Dixon got 1.9 million votes. If you're just doing percentages, that's 54.5% to 43.9%. That is a trouncing by any unit of measure, an absolute trouncing by any unit of measure. So you can't sit there and say, well, uh, Republicans could have a... Ch no. Now, on a national scale, Michigan is different than the nation. She had a horrible candidate against her. There was, I would say that Gretchen Whitmer was wildly vulnerable in 2022. But she able, was able to pick her opponent and it worked out well for her. Think about that when it comes time to vote. As for Warnock, what in the hell does he bring to it? Well, according to A.B. Stoddard, Warnock, who has won pluralities or majorities in five elections in three years, is the cerebral 54-year-old senior pastor at Martin Luther King Jr.'s church. He grew up in public housing, went through a messy divorce. No, you know, it's every good man of God that he went through a messy divorce. Well, I don't even know a priest that hasn't gone through a messy divorce in a violent custody battle where uh, you were accused of manipulating people and blah, blah, blah. He grew up in public housing, she writes, went through a messy divorce, longer, no longer qualify, disqualifying the age of Trump. I love that. It had nothing to do with Bill Clinton getting BJs everywhere. <coughs> it's just Trump has small children and was the top small donor fundraiser from either party in 2022. The dramatic stakes of his election gave him national name recognition. Less than 10% of Warnock's individual donations came from within his state. Well, there you go. There's, so you, you want him because he can carry Georgia and he's black, except that the donors to his campaign aren't from Georgia. It's a whole bunch of white suburbanite, Chardonnay-swilling leftist women who in loveless marriages who want to alleviate whatever guilt they have about the uh, lives that they lead and screw over their children that they probably resent having because it more than likely prevented them from summering in Paris. And uh, they gave to this guy. This is the Democrats bench. This is what you got. Bring it on. Please, please do bring it on. But they really are worried over there on the left. Because they have really just horrible things to work with. Washington Post today. Liberals raise alarms calling on Biden to sharpen re-election pitch. Were you aware that Joe Biden had a re-election re pitch at all? It was dull? As dull as he is? 
President Biden notched an array of early endorsements from progressive groups. He has won the support of top liberals in Congress for his campaign. He has avoided a primary challenge from the left, largely unifying the Democratic Party behind his reelection. It's amazing how these people just work as though there's no challenge, as if Robert Kennedy Jr. does not exist. But now some liberals are warning with greater urgency that Biden must do more than just tout his record and warn about another Trump presidency to keep his party's left flank energized. If Biden fails to more clearly lay out an ambitious liberal agenda for a second term, they say the progressive voters he needs in 2024 may opt to stay home. Quote, Democrats up and down the line are going to have to be much clearer to the American people as to what they stand for and, most importantly, which side they are on in the great struggle that we face, Bernie Sanders said in a recent speech describing enormous crises facing the country, including inflation, wealth inequality, and extreme weather events. Again, back to what I said yesterday about extreme weather events. Everything is extreme. If you have the lifespan of a gnat and the attention span of a goldfish, everything is radical and extreme. On NBC News Meet the Press, Sanders, a self-described Democratic Socialist, I love, I love the way these idiots write as though we don't know the truth. A self-described Democratic Socialist who sought the presidency in 2020 added that Biden's, quote, finish the job campaign slogan falls short of an inspiring message. He praised Biden's long series of accomplishments, but said, you cannot simply, as president of the United States, rest on your laurels. <laughs> they want you to go more radical left. They think that's the key to success. Please Look, Joe's an empty vessel. He'll do whatever he has to do and whatever he thinks he has to do in order to maintain power. But he's going to go more radical left. Is there much more radical left he can go? It's weird that all these people are going, with a threat to our democracy. We need Joe to act on his own, to impose his will, to use the power of the presidency. Oh, you mean act Hitlerian, act like Stalin, act like Mao, act like a dictator. That's what they're really advocating for because these people truly are that evil. They truly are that corrupt. Then we get to this story because when you see what they're up against, what the liberal policies that Joe Biden has advocated for and signed into being to this point what they have wrought and why it is Democrats really should be worried and why Republicans should be hammering on the economy, but they aren't. They aren't. There's a story in USA Today that, that Donald Trump's super PAC is almost out of money because they're paying his bills. They're paying his legal bills. That he's cash poor. That he might have to sell some assets to order to pay. Okay, great. Do it. Do you want to be president or not? Put your big boy pants on. Let's go. You can't go around telling everybody you're worth $10 billion, but you can't pick up the check for a hamburger. You got a golden opportunity here for Republicans. I don't care who the nominee is. The Republicans can screw this up like nobody's business. So whoever is going to be the Republican nominee, I need them to focus, to be laser focused. Why? Because the Democrats have shot themselves in the foot after putting their foot in their mouth countless times. They advocate for general mutilation of children. 
They advocate for that. They're trying to force people to buy electric vehicles, even though the Detroit Free Press reported today that the UAW is now like demanding a 40% raise for memberships and a return to pensions and all this stuff. And they're saying that's going to increase significantly the cost of electric vehicles because that's what they're all switching to try to build. Well, it's already too expensive to buy an electric vehicle and you're going to add thousands on top of what it already costs and you're going to go, well, it's uh, progress. People are going to vote for you. People are going to vote for you to force you to buy a new car. Hey, I'm going to vote for the guy who wants me to buy a new car that's $50,000. That'll be great. It'll be wonderful. Or $35,000. $35,000 is three times and then half again what the house I grew up in cost my parents. You factor in the 30-year mortgage that they took to pay off that $10,500 loan, and you're looking at about $30,000 that they paid. It's still five grand more than that house, which, by the way, is apparently the people who live there, because I have family, that my sister lives down the, the street from there. The people who rented are moving out. They are, because uh, they're raising the rent. I guess the landlord wants like $1,300 a month for rent in this house. Now, this this is a tiny house. I don't, I guess it's a, it's 20 by 20, which is not very big. It's 400, it's 1200 square feet, even though not all the, well, it might be now, not all the basement was finished. In uh, not the best neighborhood anymore, in not the best city anymore, it's, it's Detroit now. And so Rashida Tlaib represents the district. And again, 1300 a month. You want to talk about a housing crisis? Where are the Republicans hammering on this? That's what Republicans should be hammering on. We don't need more low-income housing. People couldn't afford to buy that house now because the mortgage rates, the interest rates are through the nose. The interest rates are through the nose because of Democrats' inflation. And then this story. This is the one I want to tie it all together with. This is why Democrats are really worried. This is, where the hell is this from? Uh, CNBC. 61% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Inflation is still squeezing budgets. I'm not living large, but I'm not living paycheck to paycheck. I'm living paycheck to a couple of paychecks. Not living large, but I, uh, like, I didn't do any, I got my book deal, and I didn't do anything with it until we bought a house like three or four years later so you know i'm pretty tight with money the battle against inflation is not over it says as of july 61 percent of adults still said they are living paycheck to paycheck according to the new lending club report slightly more than last year's 59 percent yet recent releases show that at least compared with soaring inflation of a year ago, consumers who have been squeezed by higher prices should be experiencing some relief. Don't you love that? You should. You don't know how good you've got it. It could be much worse. It's a hell of an argument. I'm sorry I beat you, honey, but I could have beat you harder. So, you know, don't be so uptight. June and July both saw easing in the pace of price increases, with core inflation up 0.2 percent for each month, according to the U.S. Labor Bureau Bureau of Labor Statistics. That just means that the rate of increase of inflation has slowed, not that inflation has gone away. Go to a grocery store and try to take it, make it the Derek Hunter challenge. Try to get out of a grocery store 
with enough for a couple of meals for less than 60 bucks. And, and, you know, if you've got multiple kids, whatever, set your own number. But if you it's just you and maybe one other person, try and get out of there for less than 60 bucks. You just go in there and you go, all right, I'm going in. I'm going to buy one thing of, of chicken and that's it. And then you end up buying other things that you're like, oh, yeah, I need this. I'm probably going to need that. And then the next thing you know, it's like $75. You're like, what in the hell happened? Democrats happened. That's what happened. So they're scared to death. I looked up, we luckily bought when we bought. I mean, it could have been better. We could have bought earlier before the feeding frenzy, but our house wasn't really part of a feeding frenzy. Um, But if you look at the housing crisis, and this is why Republicans really need to be hammering on this, because this is a direct failure of the Democrats. Inflation is all them. And you got to hang it around their necks like a scarlet letter before they'll find a way to hang it on you. And Republicans are so bad at messaging that they want Ron DeSantis is dealing with the storm, but he's not exactly the most compelling messenger. Donald Trump is out there complaining that everybody else needs to drop out of the race now and, and anoint him, which ain't going to happen. And he's not really articulating a vision for the future. Part of the, I think the problem with Donald Trump in 2020 was he ran on I cut your taxes. Like, OK, but it's not about a reward for what you've done. It's about what you're going to do next, period end of story. Ronald Reagan, 84, was not about, well, we're a lot better off than we were with Carter. It was a, That was part of the message, but it was, and we're going to do better, and here's how, and here's what I want to do. It's about what you're going to do next, not a reward for what you've done. Everybody else in the field, Vivek Ramaswamy is, is swarmy is, I don't know, I just, it's not working out super good for him, even though he can go on and make good points Everything I saw something I thought about playing it. Maybe I'll play it in the weekend F and review of him talking about his uh, drug company for Alzheimer's and how that may well have been a uh, a scam, and it, it's what got him rich. But anyway, the I looked up the uh, the house house roughly what we paid for this house, and I wanted to know what we could to get the monthly payment that we were getting. Now, this isn't scientific, and I probably wasn't super careful about it, but I want, you know, on the, the websites like Redfin and uh, Zillow and whatever, you can, if a house is for sale, you can figure out the monthly mortgage payments, and you can do the little slide thing to say, I'm putting down 20% or 10% or 50% or whatever. I wanted to know what we would had to have put down in order to get the monthly payment we have now under the current interest rates on mortgages. And it was something like, I think it was 52%. It was ridiculous how much you had to put down for a house roughly the same price that we paid for this house. And we didn't even get to 20%. um, But we have to put down 52% to get the kind of mortgage payment that we have now is insane. There is no way a young couple a young single person, an older couple, could do that, I don't think. Where are the Republicans hammering on this? I get, you know, like I said, DeSantis is worried about the hurricane recovery. Trump is worried about paying his bills and saving his butt, and he's promising to go after his political opponents. The trick is you don't say you're going to go after your political opponents. You just do it. You don't telegraph your punches. Somebody needs to tell him that. And he's got to articulate a vision for the future of the United States and what he would do as president, not saying this guy sucks. Yeah, this guy sucks. 
Remember, anybody remember Mitt Romney 2012? His campaign was essentially, I'm not him. And he wasn't him. And yes, Barack Obama was unpopular. His poll numbers were down significantly. He was vulnerable in 2012. But Mitt Romney just basically said, I'm not him. Whereas Barack Obama gave you all this lofty crap about what he wanted to do as president again in the next term. And people went for it. The novelty, the new candidate smell was off Barack Obama. He was beatable. And Mitt Romney just kind of said, I'm not him. Rather than that and Todd Akin and all that stuff, but rather than just hammering home a vision. It is a vision thing. It does matter. You got the people you got. You're not going to lose them. The other side has got the people they got. You're not going to gain them. You're fighting for the 5 to 7% in the middle that decide these things. And if you don't give them something to vote for and just give them something to vote against, there's a possibility they won't show up. There's a possibility they'll recoil and vote for the other person anyway because they don't like your style or the other side is doing the same thing and they're making a better argument. But if you give them something to vote for, you give them a vision, something to aspire to, you really run serious risk of winning. You do. Especially if you're addressing the things that they're worried about. And even people who own homes recognize that they're kind of trapped in those homes. They're kind of trapped in those homes. There are people who, you know, 800 credit scores who can't get a mortgage rate for less than 7%. There is no friends and family, no rock star rates anymore. There is no affordability. You could sell your house. You'd have to throw down everything on a new house. And then your monthly payments, thanks to the interest rates, are going to be through the roof. So you end up kind of going, well, we can't move. We can't do it. It's totally and completely screwed up. It lays flatly on Joe Biden's desk. It's his to blame. It's his fault. And if Republicans don't pull their head out of the rear end and start running campaigns, real campaigns, based on the issues that are scaring the hell out of people or that are annoying the hell out of people, they're just going to lose. And then things are going to get worse and worse and worse. And sooner or later, there's a nosedive you can't pull out of. That's the real problem. Anyway, that's enough for today. I feel a bunch of swear words coming on, so I'm going to save that for the weekend effing review because all of these people out there running for president on the Republican side are running horrible campaigns right now. And uh, granted, there's still a lot of time, but damn it, how long does it take for a baby giraffe to learn to stand up? Not very long. The hell is taking these people so long to get their sea legs? Appreciate you listening. Don't forget patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com. It's a holiday weekend. I don't know what I'm going to have up for you on Monday. We'll see. It might be a regular show. I just don't know, but we'll figure it out together. I appreciate you listening. Have a great one.